How many of y'all know we've been talking about the power of God and how the power of God vindicates us? Somebody say amen. amen. This is the year of vindication. And uh, we're going to get in it. Let's go to the first scripture, Psalm 17 and 2. I don't know if it's like buying a car. When you buy a car, you see that car everywhere or something. But since we've been preaching this, I've seen this even in the news. So-and-so gets vindicated. This person's vindicated. This is vindication for this person. Well, the church needs to be vindicated. Somebody say amen. Because we've been looking bad sometimes past. But this is going to be the year I believe that God's going to do some things. Psalms 17 and 2, let my vindication come from you for you see what is right. Psalms 37 and 6 He will vindicate you in broad daylight and publicly defend your just cause. I love that one. Can we read that one together? He will vindicate you in broad daylight and publicly defend your just cause. Mm. Matthew 16, 18. <laughs> And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church underline this if you're in your Bible and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Everybody say the devil can't win. Mm -mm. So we talked about people seeking vindication and validation because they feel powerless we talked about why the church seeks validation from the world and want people of the world to co-sign on the church and feel like it's better if we get a celebrity to endorse our church or come to our church or we get somebody that's famous to say they went to our church or whatever. And the reason is, I believe the church feels powerless against the world. But y'all remember what we said five, at least five messages ago. But we have the answers and we have the what? Power. One of the strongest statements that we made, Brother Wayne highlighted it in, the, in our short. If you live your life based on God's instructions, he will back you with what? Power. If you live your life based on God's instructions, he will back you with power. This message is going to be a little different. But I do want to say to me, the biggest disappointment in Christians and churches 
is what I call a power fit. Somebody gets sick, tell a pastor they got cancer. We say, well, have you been to MD Anderson? There's no expectation that a church or a pastor could pray for somebody with cancer and they get healed. That's, it's, it's, I mean, hardly anything. When you hear somebody at your job get sick or somebody got a terminal illness, do they ever really evoke the church and expect that prayers would do anything? No. Put me on the prayer list, you know. Y'all be praying for her. It keeps her in your thoughts and prayers. I don't know what thoughts and prayers do. Keep you in your thoughts, just thinking about you, having cancer. Does that help you? I don't know. But the Bible says that we have power. Yes or no? When Jesus died and rose from the dead, salvation was finished. His gift to the world was finished. And y'all, how many of y'all know people died the day after Jesus rose from the dead? How many of y'all know people died in those 50 days after he rose from the dead? And seems to me like you would be in a hurry for the disciples to go out and tell people about Jesus. Yes? Jesus said, no. He said, I want you to wait. He said, because if you go out there telling people about me and you have no demonstration of power, they're not going to believe you. Somebody say amen. If you go tell people I, I was raised from the dead, they're going to say, well, where is he? <laughs> As I'm sure they did. You know, he rose from the dead. He showed himself to people. And then he, he went back to heaven. Jesus rose from the dead, y'all. You got to believe. Where is he? Well, he went back to heaven. Oh. What proof would they have that Jesus was who he said he was and then he rose from the dead? He said, don't go tell nobody nothing. Listen to what he says in Luke chapter 24, verse 46. He said unto them, it is written. Basically, what he's saying is, I fulfilled everything. That repentance and remission of sins so be preached in his name, talking about his name, among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So he's saying, listen, I've done everything, and the gospel is ready to be preached, but not yet. He said, behold, I send you a promise of my father, but you tarry in the city of Jerusalem and be endued with power. Now, who's supposed to have this power? I want to know. Who's supposed to have the power? Huh? He was talking to the apostles. He was talking to the believers. Who's supposed to have this power? In this building, who's supposed to have this power? No, the pastor. The pastor's supposed to have some power. He should have some power. Somebody say amen. Should the pastor have some power? He should. Is he the only person supposed to have some power? No. Everybody say me. Raise your hand. You're supposed to have some power. If you believe in Jesus, if you're telling people about Jesus, you're supposed to have some power. How many Christians y'all got in here? Let me see you. I believe in Jesus. Let me see you. Okay. How many of you say you got some power, though? To heal the sick, raise the dead, 
Hands are going down. Cast out devils. Hands are going down. Hands are going down. Somebody get cancer, you lay hands on them, they get healed. Hands are going down. Because you don't believe you got, I got the power. Y'all remember that song? You don't believe you got it. But you do. Everybody say, I got it. Everybody say, I got it. And if you don't got it, go get it. <laughs> How do I get it? Number one, I get born again. Somebody say amen. We can help you do that. Number two, I get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's talking about. They already believed that Jesus rose from the dead, but they didn't have the power of the Holy Ghost yet. Listen what happens. Look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, but you shall receive what? Power. I'm looking at people. Somebody come to you and say, I got cancer. What you going to say? Can, you know somebody can pray for me? What you going to say? My, my pastor can. That's okay. Oh, we can pray for him. My, my prayer team can. And some of y'all, for real now, I understand it. Like, you're not going to play around with nobody with no cancer trying to figure out if you got some power. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I get that. You're going to get them to somebody you know got some power. But y'all, at some point, when are you going to be responsible and say, no, I got some power. Come on, let me hear you. Y'all, that's what coming to church, that's what all this is supposed to be about. It's not to be about some pastor, some personality up here preaching, and you can say, ooh, thumbs up, he did good. Ooh, he didn't do so good today. Ooh, he did bad. No, this is not American Idol. I'm not auditioning. Somebody say amen. I am preparing you to go out in the world and have some power. But you don't want that responsibility. He said, you shall receive. He said, go and wait till you get this power. He said, you're going to receive some power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you will be after the Holy Ghost. Everybody say holy. It's hard to have the Holy Ghost come upon you when you're doing unholy things, when you're living an unholy lifestyle, when you're listening to unholy music. I can't hear nobody now. See, that's where, that's, that's where we at. That's why I said, see, that's why I told you, go let my pastor pray for you. Right? Because I'm drinking wine coolers on Friday. Hello? You should receive power. And you should be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea. Where are you supposed to be witnesses at? In church? Everybody say amen one time. Okay, so yeah, we just witnessed. I'm in church. I just witnessed to the truth. Where is he talking about being witnesses at? In the church? Where is he talking about being witnesses at? I can't hear nobody. Where is he talking about? Where life happens, yes? My God. Y'all don't want to say amen to me. That's okay. <laughs> Listen to this. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And the 70s returned with joy. Saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through thy name. Through thy name. We just got through thinking about the name. What was that song we sung, Cassie? Pushing back the darkness. What's the lyrics of that? Yeah, what's the first part you just said? Something. 
pushing back the darkness? God is fighting for us. Yeah. But now I, I got to change that a little bit. God is fighting for us. But he's fighting through us. I can't hear nobody. Yeah. So who's going to push back the darkness though? Well, God's going to push it back. But how's he going to push it back? I got a story for y'all. Don't I? I got a story for y'all. Because see, it's us. Everybody say the Christians. We push back the darkness. He said, I give you power. Behold, I give you power over the power. Right? Listen. Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. These are demonic things. Some of the stuff y'all get tattooed on your arms and stuff. Hey, do what you want to. But what are you getting on your body? What you got a snake for? What does a snake represent? I can't hear nobody. He said, I give you power over that. Every time in the Bible, the serpent represents the devil. Somebody say amen. The serpent represents the devil. Right. Yeah. So when I saw Megan Thee Stallion and the other girl doing WAP and they had snakes, y'all, what y'all think that meant? This is demonic, right? Oh, no, this is for the Lord. This is for God. No. He said, I give you power over the servants of Scorpion and over all the power. He said, I give you power over his power. So that word, I give you power, exousia in the, in the uh, Greek, exousia means I give you authority over all of his dynamis, over all the evil that he can do. You can step in as a Christian. Come on, somebody. You can step in as a believer, not a pastor, not a bishop, not a providence. If you are a Christian, you can step in on the scene and have some what? That's what God wants you to do. And he's strategically placing you in places so that you can exert some power and show his power. Are y'all still with me? I got to keep going. Now, this is where it's going to get good. My two guests, y'all pay attention to this. People often ask, have you ever heard this? When bad things happen, where was God? You ever heard people say that? They're indicting God. Some people say they don't believe in God because all this bad stuff happens. Where is God? That's not the right question to ask. The right question to ask is when bad things happen, where is God's people? I can't hear nobody. When bad things happen, where is God's people? Somebody say amen. Because it's God's people that bring about change. Hello? We've been talking about this for some weeks since the, 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 the shooting in Lakewood. The, 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 the day that the, the shooting in Lakewood happened, we took off on this, this story about Brother Pat. And he downtown. This is in September 2017. There's a mass shooting. He calls me his pastor. Because we were just teaching them the authority. So what are we going to do? I said, we're going to take authority over the devil. We're going to say nobody's going to die today. He shot 10 people. Nobody died. 
but the shooter got killed. Two hours later, after I tell that story, there's a shooting in Lakewood. You know what happened? Nobody died except for the shooter. Somebody say amen. Why? Because we got the what? I wasn't downtown. Brother Pitt was. He was a police officer. But he changed the outcome of it so much that one of the guys who became a member of our church, the bullet goes in, right? It comes out of his chest. That's supernatural. Is that true? Why? Because we got the what? But how many of y'all know you can have power that you don't exert? Hello? How many of y'all, y'all lights are on at home? Are you hoping your lights are on? Right? How many of y'all turn lights off before you left? How many of y'all know your lights are not being used? That power's not being used. And you can go there today, you can sit in there in the dark, and that power's not, you got the power, but you're not using it. Somebody say amen. People ask, where is God? No, where was God's people? And what was God's people doing while crisis and tragedy was going on? My God. Are y'all with me today? Matthew 5.13. Boy, it's going to be so good today. Listen to this. Matthew 5.13. I love this scripture. What does it say? Y'all, break it down because it's too small for people, I think, sometimes. So break those scriptures out. But it says what? Ye are the what? Salt of the earth. You are the, who's the salt? No, pastor, bishop, uh, uh, the pope. No, 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 no. You are the salt. Everybody say, who's the salt? I am. Say, I am. No, you are the salt of the earth. That means you preserve. You preserve. Mama, what do they say in the medical field? Y'all preserve what? Preserve life. Right? Preserve, people that preserve stuff, that's, you preserve somebody's life, that means you save somebody's life, right? What is salt? It's a preservative. Did you know that? I'm going to help you. I'm going to teach you something. It said, but if the salt has lost its savior or its ability to preserve, where will shall it be salted? It's not good for anything. Y'all, we got a lot of Christians that aren't good for anything, number one, because we're not ready to exert some power because we still live in this in and out Christian life, and we know it. We know when somebody say, I got cancer. We know we're not ready to pray for them because we just slept with our boyfriend last night. See, that's, the, that's, that's why you feel like you don't have no power. Now, you still got the power. All you got to do is ask for what? Forgiveness. All you got to do is repent. But your conscience condemned you. And the Bible says, if you walk around unsalty, you're good for nothing. Listen to that. To be cast out. To be trodden under the foot of men. Look at verse 14. You are the what? I thought Jesus is the light. That ain't what he said. Y'all seeing them songs, we always change it back to putting the responsibility on God. Jesus is the light, light of the world, light of the world. How many of y'all remember that song? Light of the world. That's not what the Bible said. Jesus said, we are the light. I can't hear nobody up in here. 
A city that sits on a hill that cannot be hid. Now, y'all know I, I preach a lot about end times. Hmm. Listen to this. John 10.10. 10. It says, the thief comes not but for the what? Steal, kill, and destroy. People always talk about where was God when something happened. And many people blame God. So, if on that day when that guy was shooting downtown, 10 people, and 10 people would have got killed, including John Michael, you know what free would have said? God did it. Why God do that? At the funeral, somebody said, God took another flower. God took those people. God didn't take the people because who was doing the stealing and the killing? Who did the Bible say does the stealing and the killing? The devil. It says the thief comes to do that. The thief comes to kill. The thief comes to destroy. What did Jesus say? I came that they might have what? And life more abundantly. Who was that? That was Jesus, right? Here's what I want to know. Where is the body of Jesus right now? Oh, he was raised from the dead. It's in heaven. No, where is the body of Christ right now? We're on earth. We are the body. So we're here that people might have what? Life and life more abundantly. Whenever stealing and killing and destroying happens, the church ought to be showing up. Do you know historically all around the world when there's great tragedy, when there's great destruction, do you know who shows up? Not the LGBT community. They don't. Not the Buddhists. Because we say all, all, all belief systems are equal. The Buddhists don't show up. The Muslims don't show up. It's not the Red Crescent. Come on, somebody. It's not the Red Buddha. Who shows up first? The Red Cross. Yeah. Christ, Christians. Oh, I know some people don't want to hear that, but it's true. Farrakhan and all them people being popular, they ain't never seen no relief down here for Hurricane Harvey, for no flood. Never. Never. All they do is talk. All belief systems are equal. The people who show up first, Billy Graham's uh, uh, organization, Samaritan Purse, they show up first. TBN shows up first. CBN shows up first. All the Christian organizations, Kendall Copeland and them show up first. Because as Christians, we represent Christ, we're the body of Christ, and so we're here that somebody can have life and have life more abundantly. People need to stop blaming God and put the blame on the blame me who is the devil. Anytime it's stealing, killing, and destroying. I've been to so many funerals, y'all. I've been preaching since I was 13 or 53. I've been to so many doggone funerals. Oh, my gosh. And they lie on God. Some tragedy. Some 12-year-old killed by gun, gunshot. Some, some, some 13-year-old. Some, some 17-year-old. Some 24-year-old. And the pastor would stand up here and lie on God and say, God needed a flower in heaven. God took their life. God didn't take their life before his time. Somebody say amen. amen. God didn't do it. The devil did it. Because the thief comes to do what? What did Jesus say he came to do? That's why we got to have power. Everybody say we got to have power. Because we are the body. Everybody say I'm the body of Christ. 
Is it getting good yet? Oh, it's going to get better. <laughs> Look at 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7. Y'all, this, this is why I know, I know, I know. Y'all, the rapture of the church is going to accelerate the world into the great tribulation. When Christians are taken out of this world, when there are no more Christians in this world, y'all, this world is going to be bad off. Look at the scripture. It said, for the mystery of lawlessness, that hidden principle of rebellion against constituted authority is already at work in the world, restrained only until he who restrains is taken out of the way. Who is the he that restrains? The church. Do you understand? You don't understand who we are. Without the church in the world, there is no goodness. There is no kindness. When the church leaves this planet, y'all, the world's going to be in, in great trouble. We are restraining back the evil that the devil wants to do. There are people that he wants to steal from, he wants to kill, that he wants to destroy. He can't destroy those people because the church is still here and we have restraining power. Do y'all believe that or not? Look at 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. Going through these scriptures pretty quickly. It says, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that this immeasurable power will be seen as God's and not ours. What is he saying? He's saying, we are common clay our bodies, our bodies are containers, clay jars, that carry glorious power. And it says the power that we carry is immeasurable. You can't measure it. And the reason why it's in a clay jar, a bodysuit, just like you or, or somebody else, is so that everybody will know when the power comes out, it's not yours, but it's God's. Somebody say amen. Y'all, you are walking power centers. If you can only understand that we as Christians carry the power. This word power is the same word. Again, dynamis. It means miraculous power. Do you know you got miraculous power inside of you? The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, if you're a Christian, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of you. Y'all quiet on that. Y'all don't believe it. I don't have time to teach you. It just is. Somebody say amen. Hmm. So we're supposed to have this power. And y'all know we've been preaching this for weeks about the power of God. We've been preaching this. I think this is our fifth installment about the power of God. So, on Friday, I was, uh, I had a lot to do. 
I go to work out that morning, and uh, my muscle on my left side just really started lock, locking up. So I had to go get stretched and get some therapy, which took more time. But I had stuff I had to do on this side of town. I had to come get some clothes and stuff. And, uh, but I kept being delayed for some reason. So then it took another extra hour to get stretched and get worked on. Then I came home, get ready to go. Jared, come on. And I started talking to my wife. She started talking to me about Christiana. I'm being delayed for some reason. <clears throat> and uh, she was having a problem with the class. She went to talk to Dr. Rogers. So we got Dr. Rogers on the freeways. She started talking to him about psych classes, and she's in school for psychology. And he's talking a long time, too. Extra long, I thought. So I said, yeah, all right, then. You know how you do that? Because I had to go. I'm being delayed. I'm being delayed. So finally, I get ready to leave. I think my wife came out, said something or something. Still being delayed a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So finally... I felt something like, just release me. So I was able to go. So we go and we drive. I'm on the phone with Dr. Rogers. And uh, he's, he's on a bus trip himself because he had gone on a field trip with his son. They were headed back. And my son calls. And I said, well, man, let me get this call. And so my son called, and we were supposed to be talking about the youth ministry and stuff. So while I'm driving... Um, and as my wife knows this, my children know this, this has happened to us several times. You ever seen the Matrix when everything slows down? So my wife says this is when angels are involved. She said this, that's, that means angels are working. So everything slows down. Like we're driving 75 miles an hour up Beltway Eight coming this direction. You know, everybody, everybody on the freeway is going the same direction. And you know, what's the, what's the speed limit? 65? I was driving 75. I was in my truck. All of a sudden, boom, everything slows down. So everybody's going this way. Y'all get what I'm saying? On the freeway. You know, you go one direction. There's a car that comes across this freeway like this. 18-wheeler hits the car. Boom. I'm on the phone with my son. I say, bro, 18-wheeler just hit this car. Hit it so hard that it knocked it back onto the other side of the freeway. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching, it's all slow motion, like, it's just like that. Angels where it had to be moving because no other car hit this car. All the other cars was able to swerve out of the way. And so, what do you do in that case? What do you do, Nessa? What do you do? What do you do when you say accident like that? Mr. Christians with the, with the power. Oh, hope they all right. You pray. What do you do? So 
I drive 30 yards in front of the, the, the thing, and I, I told my son, I said, man, I got to call you back. I got to go see what's going on. So in my, in my heart, I'm saying, Lord, if this person's dead, we're going to raise him from the dead. That's the first thing I'm thinking. If this person's dead, we're going to raise him from the dead. I said, no, bro. I said, hey, man, stay on the phone. Let's pray together. So I have my earbuds in, and, and I go over. I see a lady's already over there, some people already over there, trying to figure out. And I'm walking to the scene. I don't know what's going on. So this guy comes up. He said, man, we got to get her out of there. We got to get her out of there. And then this, this short little woman, she comes, no, you don't move her. Her neck could be broke. Don't move her. And I felt like that was the voice of God because I didn't know what to do. And I was going with the door. Maybe we need to get her out of there. She said, no, no. Keep her in there. Keep her stable. So I'm holding her hand. So me and my son are praying on the phone. And y'all, when I get over there, blood is just gushing out. I don't know where, I can see where it's coming from. It's just gushing. Uh, Dominic, you got the picture? Show the picture of the, the car. I want y'all to see how impacted the car was. So, blood is gushing out. I'm holding her hand. The other picture on the other side, it's another picture. They had, to, they had to really cut her out of the car. But, so I'm holding her hand, and y'all, this blood is just gushing, and she's just like, so it's like, she getting ready to die. No, it's another picture. Help me out, y'all. All right, so... Blood is gushing out, and she's just like spasming like this, real hard. So I felt like her spirit is already gone. Her body's just reacting. She's getting ready to die. So, you know, we started saying stuff like, no, she's not going to die. She's going to live and not die. And we command the spirit of death to leave right now in the name of Jesus. And we command her life to come back to her body. Somebody say amen. amen. So she's, she's out of it. She's unconscious. That's it. That's the driver's side. <laughs> so they said, don't, don't touch her. Don't move her. So I, didn't, I just held her hand. I'm praying. Nobody's bothering me. You know, nobody says, and then we speaking in tongues loud, praying in tongues, loud. Do you know nobody walked up and asked me, well, what are you doing? You know, you know, I don't have to compete with the LGBT people talking about why, why are you praying to God the Father? He could be a mother. You know, they didn't show up. They didn't get out the cars. I don't have to argue with the Hindus. They didn't get out the cars. I don't have to argue with the Buddhists. They didn't get out the car. Do you know why they didn't get out the car? Because they don't have no. Tow truck dudes are showing up. I got In Jesus' name. Yo, we weren't 
We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power. Some of y'all would have been ashamed. I said, Lord, I need to put my hand on this woman's head, because I know that's where the power flow, but this other lady said, don't touch her head, and I don't want to break her neck or nothing. So then she starts choking on her own blood, gurgling. Is this true? Is this true? They went to sing. This the woman said, don't touch nobody. She said, we got to prop her head up. And I'm the man, I'm the strongest one right there. So guess what I get to do? I get to prop her head up and stop her from choking on her own blood. Watch this, watch this. You know, in a situation like that, you know, people be scared that the car gonna blow up or something like that. Y'all, we weren't, nobody was afraid. This woman put her hand in the woman's mouth, got blood all over her hand to keep this woman alive. But she's out of it. But I'm praying the whole time, praying. I said, she's going to live. Say, ain't nobody going to die today in Jesus' name. Nobody's going to die today. My son's on the other end. He praying in tongues. He's crying out before the Lord. And about, seemed like maybe 10, 15 minutes, she said, she's awake. So then she came, she came back. Somebody say amen. Amen. But then she was in shock because she woke up and she saw all these people and she was like, can you imagine? Can you imagine waking up with blood gushing out your mouth? And so we had to hold her. We had to keep her stable. And I was the hand that held her until the paramedics showed up, until the police officer showed up. Now, when they showed up, y'all, these people have no life in them. This woman got blood all over her hands. The firemen, I, I, I was... I was so in the spirit, but I was getting ready to talk to him of another race, you know. You're getting blood all over me. Stop spitting on me. The fireman is saying this. Did you hear him? I, I, I got ready. Ooh. These people don't care. You better have a Christian on the scene. Come on, somebody. You better have somebody that's not ashamed. So I started praying and she started praying. Come on, somebody. And we started singing. We started singing praise and worship right there at the car. And God showed up with power. You come on, somebody. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? Y'all, so I stood there. And I, we intentionally, I didn't take no pictures of her because she, you know, and it's confidentiality. But, you know, they had to cut your shirt open. They had to cut your pants off and stuff, strap her in. Y'all, now, I, she might have had some broken bones. Y'all, there was no wounds on her body. Yeah. I didn't see a scratch. I didn't see no scratches. I didn't see nothing. What do y'all think happened that day? God showed up. Yeah, God showed up. How did God show up, though? How did God show up, though? God's people showed up. Where was God when it happened? God was right there on the scene because he had some people that was not afraid. He had some people that was not ashamed. But what if I had been talking to my side chick while I was on the freeway? You see, that's why you don't have no power when that stuff happens. 
What if, what if I've been listening to Lil Nas X in the car before? I, see, I was listening to worship music before I drove up on the scene. That's why I had some power. See, it ain't all about can't do this, can't do that as a Christian. Y'all, it's about can we stick, can we, can we keep some power? Can we be ready when crisis comes? Because crisis is going to come to every one of us. We're going to be in the middle of something one day, and we're going to need some that's what That's what the, the clean life was about. Are you willing to be a vessel? Ready? Y'all, these people were ready. Why do you get out of your car at a track? I mean, who does that? Only the people is ready? We just wanted to see that young lady live. Are we getting in touch with her? With the, but y'all, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You got power. <laughs> you want to talk about somebody with some exousia? She stepped up in there with some authority. She said, no, you're not going to do it. And then when the paramedics got there, she, they commended her, commended me. They said, y'all say this girl's like, by not take, cutting off the seatbelt, somebody wanted to cut off. She said, no. She had medical experience. But y'all, here's the deal. You got to show up with some power. She had the authority. I had some dunamis. Come on, somebody. I felt the power of God leaving my hand into her body. I knew she was going to wake up. Do you know how many often people like that, they die in those situations? You know how often people stay in a coma for six, seven months, never come out? We don't know if she fell asleep, had a seizure, or what? But we got to be ready. How many of y'all know God wanted me at the scene of that? Yeah, he, he strategically ordered all those delays so I would be there at the right moment. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Are you ready for some power? How many, how many of y'all say, I want to be ready for something like that? Yeah. But you got you to gotta start. You got to start by... By just knowing that you're responsible. See, here's what a lot of people like, especially in our churches, because we are spirit-filled. We are word of faith. We believe in laying on the hands, all this stuff. But people want the benefits of the power. And keep coming. I'll lay hands on you. I'll pray for you, all this stuff. But y'all, we don't want the responsibility of the power. See, we're responsible in this world. We're responsible and not to just look on and wag our head. I can't tell you how many people just kept passing us with Christian bumper stickers and stuff, just passing us. Oh, oh. That's what we do. We curse the darkness. But the songs say what? Pushing back the darkness. See, we're responsible wherever you are, in your family, on your job, in your neighborhood, Something going on in your neighborhood? Why don't you just start walking? You need to get, get some exercise anyway. But just walk your neighborhood and pray. Take authority over violent spirits. Take authority over the drug dealers. Take authority over the gang members. And watch what God will do. 
Last scripture. Let's go over to my God. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was a situation right there. <laughs> that girl should have died, but she didn't. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 4, and I'm done. 1 Corinthians 12, 4. Talks about the power. Now there are diversities of gifts and the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but the same God which worketh all in all. Next scripture. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man, to every Christian, to profit with all. Listen to what it says. For one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. Immediately, don't touch. That's the word of wisdom. We're trying to help. Everybody's trying to help. How are we going to do that? Okay, leave her right there. Prop her head up. That's the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith. So, y'all, when I'm getting out the truck, my son's on the phone with me. Hey, no, she's not going to die today. And if she did, we're finna raise her up. That was the gift of faith. I was sure that this woman's not going to die. Now, while I'm here, and I thought in my mind, if the woman was going to die, why did God send me there? <laughs> she can't die with me there. But that is the gift of faith. It, it's, it doesn't even make sense. It's the kind of faith that doesn't make sense. Y'all see it? Word or not, to another faith, to another same spirit, the gifts of healing. Now, I can't tell you what healed in her body. I know when we got over there, she was jerking and bleeding and gushing out. And then at some point, she just stopped, slowed down. Everything slowed down. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Because it could mean she getting ready to die. You know how people take their last breath? No, she was stabilizing. I believe God healed some stuff in our body. So then there's a gift of healing. Somebody say amen. amen. By the same spirit, keep going. By another, the working of miracles. She might have needed a miracle. We don't know what all happened at that, at that point, but we know the power of God showed up. But y'all, these are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Y'all, why you don't want these? Because you're going to need them. Grandma fell out. Grandma fell out. Okay, what you going to do? Call the police. Call them. Okay, do you know how long it took them people to get there? Y'all, they called 911. They called the, 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 the police officers. They called the fire truck. They called the ambulance. It seemed like it took them forever to get there. Is this true? Yeah. That girl would have died. Yeah. No, we have to have some power. How many of y'all want some power? Every head bowed, every eye closed.